Welcome to the Wrestling Stable Show, where you don't join, you're chosen. Today is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. On today's show, we are going to start off with last night's AEW Dynamite results and give you some previews for next week's beginning of the two-night, two-week Fighter Fest pay-per-view extravaganza. So I was fortunate enough to attend last year's Fighter Fest. I was in Daytona Beach, Florida, and it was a part of the CEO Community Effort Orlando Gaming Conference. This setup was really cool, even though I'm not a gamer. There are several rooms in the Ocean Center, similar to most civic centers that have several rooms that can be rented out for various conferences or events. The doors were open to most of the rooms, so I got to see the passion and the energy of the video game tournaments. This was a lead up to All Elite Wrestling's All Out event. The buy-in, aka their pre-show, featured SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpion Sky, Scorpio Sky, and Private Party, Isaiah Kennedy and Mark Quinn, competing to advance to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round buy in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Kylie Ray was originally scheduled to compete against Leva Bates, who would go on to become the librarian, but she, was at, she asked for her release before the show, and Tony Khan, said her, Tony Khan said her release was amicable, so Kylie Ray was replaced by Allie. So Allie faced off against Leva Bates. Michael Naka Naka Nakazawa faced off against Alex Jabaley. This renewed their rivalry, and they competed in a hardcore match with lots and lots of baby oil. <laughs> We also saw Shima versus Christopher Daniels, Riho, who become, go on to become the first ever women's champion, versus Yuka Sakazawi, Sakazaki, uh, and Nyla Rose. Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy. Cody versus Darby Allen, which made me a huge fan of Darby Allen and got me on his bandwagon. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, a.k.a. the Elite, versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, And finally, John Moxley versus Joey Janela in a non-sanctioned match that was absolutely incredible. And let Mox be Mox and was probably my favorite Joey Janela match so far in AEW. Though I am interested to see what happens next with Janela and Sunny Kiss as a tag team. This year's Fighter Fest is a little bit different. Obviously, we have everything going on in the world, and uh, it's going to be broadcast from the Daily Place in Jacksonville, Florida, as opposed to any sort of conference or at Daytona Beach. And this year's Fighter Fest will happen over two weeks, July 1st and July 8th. Probably just a coincidence that WWE's Great American Bash for NXT is also over two nights. No big deal. But uh, last night's show was the go-home episode for Fighter Fest. So this week's Dynamite started off with a Lumberjack match between Wardlow and Luchasaurus. I think we um, first saw a promo for Wardlow at All Out, and it was great because it built him up. It looked really, really strong, and I think everyone was pretty much very excited to see Wardlow, especially in, like, 
comparison to some of the smaller guys that were originally signed in AEW. I mean, this is one of the first actual monsters that we got a preview for, for all elite wrestling. Uh, then he, of course, became aligned with the salt of the earth, MGF, and cornered MGF to victory um, of the diamond, uh, dynam- uh, the dynamite diamond ring and a victory over Cody. Now on the buildup to that match, we saw Wardlow go against Cody uh, in a losing effort, unfortunately, in AEW's first ever cage match. And besides squash matches, this has been Wardlow's biggest match since then, going one-on-one with Luchasaurus. And I thought they might do this at a, like a bigger event, since this is, you know, they don't have a, many big men, even though they have more than they had at the beginning. Um, but, you know, we saw uh, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus here, and Wardlow was able to get the win. And uh, it was good to see him not to take the loss here since, you know, it was mostly squash matches and then that Cody match. So next week on night one of Fighter Fest, we will see the next chapter of their feud, along with the continuation of the feud between MJF and Jungle Boy. So MJF and Wardlow will team up to face uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Current AEW Women's Champion, uh, Hikaru Shida, squashed Red Velvet like, think 45 seconds or something crazy like that. But after the bell rang, she went after Penelope Ford, who was at ringside with Kip Sabian. Obviously, Ford won um, the opportunity to get a match at Sheeta and the Women's Champion by pinning Sheeta um, recently on AEW television. So Sheeta will defend the championship against Ford next week on night one of Fighter Fest. Next, we saw a press conference for the TNT Championship. So I wasn't sure if this was going to be a press conference for everything, um, but it turned out to be basically kind of a contract signing slash press conference for the TNT Championship, uh, where Cody will defend against Jake Hager from the inner circle. So Arne Anderson, the manager of Cody, and uh, I guess the, the head coach of the Nightmare family, cut a promo on Hager while they were waiting for him to show up. Cody talked about how important the TNT championship was and what it meant to be the first ever champion. Uh, He also mentioned how the title wasn't even finished yet, which confirms reports that we've heard um, that, you know, do with everything going on in the world, they haven't been able to get the final plating and the final design completed for this TNT championship. Now, Hager eventually did show up alongside his wife. They did their photo op in the middle by, um, you know, the microphone where Hager extended his fist out to almost connect to Cody. A little bit of mind games there. Now, that match will happen next week on night one of Fighter Fest. The next tag team match saw the further build of two of the newer storylines in AEW. We all know that the Dark Order preys on those with losing streaks. They have come for Christopher Daniels, which led up to... Many people think he might actually be the exalted one before we saw that it was Brody Lee. And he also came after Brandon Cutler, obviously best friends with Matt and Nick Jackson, the young bucks, but you know, they try to take him away from them and um, make them a member of dark order. Their latest focus though, has been on Colt boom, boom cabana. We have seen Colt go into the locker room of the dark order. Now he said he also went into other people's uh, locker rooms, but we did not see that on television. Now he's lost, uh, you know, most of his matches, I think, since debuting in AEW, most specifically against Le Champion Chris Jericho. And last week, while at ringside, Colt got an envelope from the Dark Order. That envelope contained a contract for this match, which was Colt Cabana and the Dark Order leader, Brody Lee, 
the former Luke Harper in WWE versus the new team of the bad boy Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Janela and Kiss look smooth like a well-oiled machine. They should definitely have a bright future in the tag team division. But the force and size of Lee was too much for them to overcome. Lee hit the discus larry on Janela, and he allowed Colt to make the pin for the one, two, three. Colt's losing streak has ended, and it will be hard for him not to continue to pal around with the Dark Order if these are the types of the results that he can uh, see going forward. And I think it's also a really cool angle because it's, it's kind of a step away from the comedy wrestler of Colt Cabana that we have seen for so many years. Even on Being the Elite, Kenny seems to be done with their comedy shtick of them chasing each other around the arena. After the match, the Murder Hawk monster, along with his mentor and manager, Jake the Snake Roberts, showed up to take out Janela and Kiss. Not sure where this is, where this is leading to long-term, as Archer was on the verge of becoming the first ever TNT champion, and Kiss and Janela seem to be focused on the tag team division. But we did get an announcement that Janela will face Archer one-on-one on night two of Fighter Fest. The next match was originally scheduled to be FTR, formerly The Revival, versus the Natural Nightmares team of QT Marshall and the Natural Dustin Rhodes. But QT has been exposed to the virus and was not able to make the show. So instead, we got FTR versus the veteran team of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, SCU. FTR was able to hit the Goodnight Express, which will always be the shatter machine to me, on Daniels for the one, two, three. And uh, this was a good moment for them because I think they tried to lift up the Butcher twice for that uh, shatter machine. And... uh, hasn't gone well other time so after the match uh dax cut up uh promo congratulating the young bucks from graduating from the kitty table continuing this rivalry that will most likely build up to uh, a match between ftr and the young bucks at this year's all out but then we hear the sound of ftr's truck engine which they use to come to the ring uh justin roberts even said literally driving from north carolina uh, on, upon their entrance but then we saw um, the Butcher and the Blade commandeering the uh, FTR's uh, truck to, to make a challenge to them. They challenged um, them to an eight-man tag team match at Fighter Fest that would have the Butcher and the Blade against FTR and the Young Bucks. Oh, by the way, the Butcher and the Blade's tag team partners will be the returning Lucha Bros. Now, we've seen... Um, Ray Phoenix in action, um, even as far as the, the buildup to Double or Nothing, where he hit this crazy spot and injured himself and wasn't able to make the pay-per-view. But uh, Pentagon, we, we have not seen in a while since all this stuff was going on. Uh, earlier in the day, you know, I think he put out on Twitter or something like that, that he was in Florida. So not a huge surprise, unfortunately, with social media. But um, yes, we will see this eight-man tag team match of the Butcher, the Blade, Pentagon, and Ray Phoenix versus, uh, you know, Dax Cash and uh, Matt and Nick Jackson on night two of Fighter Fest. Now, John Moxley, the current reigning and defending AEW world champion, was not able to make the show last night due to his wife, uh, uh, you know, getting the virus as well. 
So, you know, it's been a tough week for her, for Renee Young, as her show WWE backstage getting canceled as well as obviously getting this uh, virus now. Now, Moxley's opponent and challenger for the AEW World Championship for Fighter Fest, uh, if he's cleared by then, will be the machine, Brian Cage. Tonight, Cage dominated John Cruz and hit the drill claw for the one, two, three. Cage won the right for the title match by winning the casino ladder match and pulling down the casino chip at double or nothing. Since then, he has also aligned with Taz, the human, su- human suplex machine, and has even, given, has even given him his famous catchphrase from ECW, a little bit modified, beat me if you can, survive if he lets you. After this match, Taz grabbed the mic and called out Moxley for being at home, sitting on his couch. If this match does happen, it will be the main event of night two of Fighter Fest. The main event, not the last uh, moment of the show, but the main event of uh, this episode of Dynamite saw Inner Circle member, one half of Proud and Powerful, Santana, going one-on-one with Matt Hardy. I think this was originally scheduled to be Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, but with Guevara taking some time off due to his inappropriate comments four years ago against uh, Sasha Banks, this gave an opportunity to his stablemate Santana to go one-on-one with Matt Hardy. Now, Hardy was able to win this match via roll-up, and after that, uh, Santana looked completely surprised. Um, Now, Ortiz was also out there with him, and after the match, Proud and Powerful attacked Hardy, um, battering him and finishing with a, a street sweeper. Private Party uh, has recently been aligned with Matt Hardy, and I think they, their group name is called uh, Hardy Party. So they came out to make the save, clearing Santana and Ortiz from the ring uh, while checking on Matt Hardy. So then it was announced that Private Party will face the Proud and Powerful next week on night one of Fighter Fest. The last segment of the show saw a confrontation between La Champion, Chris Jericho, and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Jericho came out and talked about how Cassidy will run out of juice. Cassidy came to the ring and gave Jericho his deadly shin kicks. He also turned his back to Jericho and put his hands in his pockets. Jericho took the sunglasses off of Orange's face and broke them. Then they started fighting in the ring, and this spilled out into the audience, which is composed of, I imagine, backstage crew and family members. Jericho was able to take Orange out with a camera rig, getting payback for last week when Orange disguised himself as a cameraman and attacked Chris Jericho. Orange became Blood Orange again, getting busted open in the brawl. Before the close of the show, Orange was able to fight back and put the legendary Chris Jericho through a table. Chris Jericho will face Orange Cassidy on night two of Fighter Fest. Other matches for the pay-per-view include Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, the World Tag Team Champions, defending against best friends on night one. And the former AEW Women's Champion Nyla Rose also being in action for night two, as well as SCU uh, versus Dark Order, which may be a six-man tag match if Colt Cabana accepts another match alongside of Dark Order. That is our show for today. Thank you for checking out Wrestling Stable, where you don't join, you're chosen. See you tomorrow.